All right, guys, we want to welcome you out to another episode of I Am Salt Lake. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going, Chris? It's going, TJ. How's it going with you today? Oh, doing well, doing well. Hey, today we had Manny Smith on the podcast. Should we call him Manny Lemons, though? For sure, yeah. I guess he's known by Manny Smith by day, but when he's wrestling, he's Manny Lemons. So yeah, Manny Lemons is on this episode of the podcast. He is kind of the founder, starter of Devotion Championship Wrestling. He talks about what got him into wrestling. He talks about the local Salt Lake City uh, wrestling community and how you can get involved. Oh, for sure. And really, I didn't even know that wrestling, we had a community out here in Utah. So it was just good to get informed. Yeah, this is a, it's an interesting conversation, a little different for I Am Salt Lake. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. How can people uh, get a hold of you, TJ, if they want to reach out to you? For sure, yeah. I mean, honestly, give me a call. My number is 801-694-1733 or shoot me a text or give me a follow on Instagram at TJ Mortgage. And you can give me a call or shoot me a text at 801-244-2908. Love to hear from our listeners of the podcast. Even if you just want to say hello, shoot me a text and let me know what you think of the podcast. And then IamSaltLake.com is the website. That's kind of the hub of the podcast where you can go and listen to all the episodes are right there online. You can share your favorite episodes. Uh, my challenge this week is to at least share this podcast with one friend. There you go. I think you can do yeah. that, TJ. Yeah, share it with it. a friend. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into that uh, conversation with Manny Lemons. Cool. This is a good let's one, you guys. It. Anyway, we have Manny Lemons on the podcast today. This is awesome because, you know, I've never really delved into wrestling on this podcast. I know we chatted a little bit before we started recording here, Manny, but what, what even got you into like the interest in wrestling or to get into that as a, as a, I mean, cause this is your career, right? It is, it is 100%. That's, I mean, that's all I do today is just pro wrestling, nothing more. I'll do side projects with like commercials and interviews and stuff like that. But I mean, just like uh, I was a fan, just a fan of it growing up. My dad, my grandfather, they all watched it. Uh, there was just one time wrestling was really hot in the nineties when it yeah. was WCW, WWF. Mm-hmm. I was a big WCW guy and I loved Sting. Sting, the NWO. I don't know if you guys know who No, this no, guy. I, re- I remember oh, Sting, cool. man. I'm old enough here. I'm, yeah, in, yeah. I'm in my forties. For, for sure. But anytime, like, I just remember like watching, watching Nitro and I just see Sting walk out there. And you just hear Tony Giovanni, who's the ring and yeah, commentator. And Tony, time. yeah. He's all, it's Sting. What's he doing? He's got a bat. Then Sting dropped the bat and just laid house to the NW. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and like, just ever since then, I've been hooked. I was like, this is freaking awesome. That guy's, guy's a badass. He went in there and just kicked all these guys' butts. You know what I mean? So I think that's really what hooked me. And just, I've been a fan ever since. Um, you know, right, right now, AEW, Impact, WWE, a lot of, a lot of wrestling going on in the world. So, and those are like organizations. Some of those letters that you just threw out, because you know, I remember like the WWF and yeah. stuff like so that. So the WWE, right? it's called the WWE now. So okay. World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, they had to switch it because the uh, World Wildlife Foundation owned the rights to the WWF. So oh. now they're World Wrestling Entertainment. So same company, same, just different, different branding now. So when you decided you wanted to pursue wrestling as a career. How long ago was that? Like, how old were you when that happened? Man, so I was uh, I was 19 when I had my first wrestling match. I uh, I think it was just after high school. I had so I, you didn't wrestle in high school. No, okay. <laughs> I played football and stuff. Yeah, okay, though. gotcha. So you know, I was an all statewide receiver at Kearns High School, but it was uh, I don't know. It was just like that after high school, that after high school vibe. You know, once football was gone, it's like what what could really fill that void? And there was a local company here that I've always kind of watched and monitored. 
And uh, I eventually just one day went in there and went in for a tryout. It was on, I'm coming up on 10 years, actually, on May 5th. Is what I remember May 5th, 2012 was my first uh, in-ring training. And I got dropped on my head. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I went back. During but, the match, you got dropped on your just head? During the training during session. Because they, they, you know, they walk you through like the bumps, the holds and stuff, you know, the basic stuff. But you, one of the moves they require is a flip bump. So when I went to go flip over, I... I never flipped in my life, so I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. I flipped and just darted my head right on oh. the mat. So, but I mean, it was it was an experience that kept me going, and just from that day, I've just kind of pursued it ever since. That was back in 2012. Today, we're here 2000. That's 10 years. 22. Ago. Yeah. So, I've you know, but and since then, I've been able to live my dream, you know, professionally. Like I've worked for I've worked for every big wrestling promotion that is out there. I've worked for the WWE. I've worked for TNA. I've worked for Ring of Honor. I've worked for Impact. I worked for AEW. So right now, I currently, yeah, I bounce back and forth from Utah to Georgia, and uh, and I'm training out of the Nightmare Factory, which is the AEW unofficial developmental school. Cody Rhodes, do you know Dusty Rhodes? Uh, his, the, the name, yeah, yeah, his kid, yeah. his kid okay. owns the facility uh, along with. And this the, is in Georgia. In Georgia, correct? Yep. So we, me and my wife moved out there, and we've just been. Bouncing back and forth and training ever since. Between Georgia and Utah. It's cause, so you have a home in both places. Then. Correct, yeah. yeah. So what are you training for then? What, just, just to be a better wrestler? Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's like any professional sport. You always you can't like let up. You always have to build the calyx and stay. You have to, like we train in the ring five days a week, you know, like on our moves, working on our holds, working on our selling, our character development and all that stuff. So, I mean, but even the East Coast, there's a lot of – opportunity too because it was so big back there so like you could wrestle friday saturday sunday and only be you know 20 miles from your home in georgia we're here the market isn't as as big which that's with my mission i'm hoping to get it as big but with that it's like you could only wrestle once or twice a month here in utah you know what i mean mm. so the money's out there but hoping bringing back the experience to bring the money here, if that makes sense. What would it take to make the market bigger here in Salt Lake or I Utah? Mean, that's one of the things. I mean, that with so I own the company Devotion Championship Wrestling. Which which I want to get into, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, the it was never, it just never was here. I mean, you got to think in Utah, only 95% of the population has no idea wrestling exists in Utah. Like there's, but I mean, that's, we have 5% of the people here. That's a big audience we can open up to. And if we can open up that audience that can create more, more shows, more opportunity, more facilities, you know what I mean? But it's just really getting to those casual viewers and letting the market know, Hey, this place, these types of things exist and we're out there doing it, you know? So, so how can people find out about the wrestling community here in Salt Lake? So the company we the company we I own is Devotion Championship Wrestling. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook uh, at Devotion Championship Wrestling on Twitter DCW Salt Lake City Instagram Devotion Championship Wrestling. Uh, we have our website DevotionChampionshipWrestling.com. It's legitimately you know social media is so powerful that I think everything's pretty much trending towards that way. So we just try to make sure we have a market on all social media platforms. If you Google Utah Wrestling, I, we're the first entity that does show up. And so you're you're putting on matches and stuff. Is that kind of what Devotion Championship Wrestling does? Is Correct. That, yeah. So Devotion, so you find different venues, put on a put on a wrestling event. Correct. Yeah. So right now we are a, we are a wrestling school and a promotion. Oh, a school as so, well. So we're so school. TJ, you can go there fulfill you go. your dream. You can go train <laughs> it to be a wrestler. Yeah. But uh, so the promotion, 
the promotion, it's funny because during my journey, I'll just start. Well, we'll just go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. that way we don't have to keep back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I left Utah Wrestling back in 2016, my family was very supportive of my dream and they've always been supportive of my dream. But being meaning I left Utah Wrestling, that means I was always on the road. I was always traveling. That means my family never got to see me live. So they started getting the itch. When are you going to wrestle in Utah again? When are you going to wrestle in Utah again? So about 2018, it was just around the time where I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on a show and just see what the heck happens. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, we obviously had to name it. So we just, you know, we had a group of guys. We just called it devotion because it's guys who were devoted to change at the time. And I really had no desire to run a school, run a promotion. It was simply just to wrestle in front of my family. Well, we had our first show with Festive Fights, uh, December 20, December 22nd, 2018. And the show was a success. Like we went out there, marketed it and promoted it. And we had, you know, over, you know, a hundred people show up to our first ever show. So then right then and there, you're kind of like, okay, uh, the, the community kind of wants something like this. You know what I mean? They, they kind of want wrestling. Let's throw on another show. We'll just run another show, just see what the heck happens. Uh, we ran another show on January uh, 19th, 2019. And uh, that show actually did really well. We had almost 500 people there. Wow. And wow. it just was like, the com- it was just building. And you're just like, at that point, you're just kind of like, if if we walk away from it now, the community will never be there. You know what I mean? So just ever since then, we've just kind of been building building this wrestling community in the state of Utah. And after that show, my wife, her name is Rekka Tahaka. She currently is, uh, she's currently signed to women of wrestling, which is they're based out of California, but so she wrestles too. She does too. Yeah. But that's the funny thing with the story is, is that she never, she didn't really understand wrestling or know what wrestling was until I started this promotion. And then I started this promotion and I have, you know, that day at the show, you have all these people, Hey, are you training people? What are, what's going on? Are you going to start doing this? And we just looked at each other, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to go all in. Like, and she looked at me and she's like, if you're going to do this, you're going to train me to do this. So awesome. it just kind of just became a, uh, a love story at that per se, you know, and now she's making a living in wrestling. Was that weird though, to train your wife? I mean, were you married at the time? No, we, we weren't married yet. Uh, but it was, uh, throw her on the ground a little bit. Yeah. It was, was kind of one of those things we really butted heads because the fact that she didn't really know too much about wrestling. So I had to pretty much start fresh with her. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, husbands and wives, the wife doesn't let the husband know that they're right. Oh, so sure. if she's messing up. I have to correct her, but she doesn't like to be corrected. So therefore it creates that little, yeah. little amosity, you know? So it was a little battle, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think she really understood um, what was, what I was saying and what I was doing. And, you know, like her career speaks for herself today. Her career speaks for itself today. But I mean, ever since then, we've got, we've, we've been running a school ever since. Uh, the school now, it was at first when we ran the school, it was just called Devotion, Devotion Wrestling or whatever. Sure. Now it's called the Al Snow Wrestling Academy, Utah. And Al Snow is one of the most famous wrestlers, wrestling teachers that are on the planet. Uh, he currently owns OVW. We have a partnership with Ohio Valley Wrestling. He used to be the, uh, one of the developmental teachers for WWE. So he kind of, we're kind of in this big network now of just like, opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's with the school. And, you know, I think really what kind of helped grow it and kind of helped build it is the fact that after that, I thought into my mind, okay, we have to really, in order to build this, we have to go community based. We can't just expect people to know who we are. We have to get out into the community. We have to get out there and show off our product. 
So, you know, getting out flyers, posters, billboards, whatever we could do to get the casual viewers. And then, you know, like right before the pandemic, we were hot, man. We had thousands of people at our show. No lie. Like mm. here like, in Utah, here in Utah. No kidding. We used to, we where got, would you do them at? Like we, what? Would, we would do them out of the gateway. Okay. Downtown. Uh, we have a, we have a good partnership with them. The problem is now today, the gateway's just grown so much that yeah. there's not as much vacancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when our lease was up, we, uh, we're now located out of light tree studios on 1700 South, 740 West. But that's where our, it's a little like TV studio warehouse where it allows us to provide our training school and then run our shows. And I mean, we're, we're kind of in the market trying to see what's out there, but I mean, you guys know that you, you, you know, better than when Utah market's hot. So it's hard to find something yeah. that's within our price range and within affordability. Does that kind of answer the yeah, question? No, no. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you have kids too? Or I no? do. What so, do the kids think of you guys so, wrestling? So my son, he's, tw- he just turned 12. Uh, and that was another thing too, is, uh, I was a young father. I was a father yeah. at 17. So, okay. uh, me and his mother are no longer together. So it's not my current okay. wife's okay. child. Okay. So, okay. But, uh, but what does he think? He loves it. Yeah. He's been, he grew up into the business. He's a part of the business. He's a character on the show. He's training to be a wrestler. I don't let him, I don't let him take the bumps or like the bruises or any of that stuff just because I don't want him to stun his growth. Yeah. Because I mean, it is people get that implication that wrestling's fake and it's, there's nothing fake about what we're doing. If I, I could fall down right here on the concrete, is there fake? You know what I mean? No, that's, we're just, we're just projecting a story The it's, it just has a predetermined finish. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back. So you're saying that none of wrestling is fake here? <laughs> there, I mean, come on. I've, I've, I've watched enough wrestling. Yeah. Like, come on. What's going on here? Yeah, you know, I watched, I mean, at least back in the day with Hulk and stuff like that. For right? sure. I mean, like I said, I'm not lying. We, we're, we're, here, we're out there to tell a story. And I think that's where people get more, get it combacled. You know what I mean? Because everyone just thinks like they're not really fighting. It's like when I really punch someone, I'm really hitting them. You know what I mean? When I really kick them, when I'm really suplexing them, it's, they're really, you, your body just builds these calyx that are just impacted to it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you, you have someone who comes to the first day of training. They, you know, they think, Oh, this is, I can do this. No heartbeat. No, no problem at all. <laughs> they take their first bump. They don't come back. So is it hard to get to the point of making a living with wrestling versus it just being a hobby? Very hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Wow, how did you get to that point? Then? It, it's, I think just my desire and passion to do it is what's driven me so far. I've always always told that I couldn't be who I wanted to be, and I wanted to prove that wasn't true. Who did you want to be? A wrestler? I wanted to be a wrestler. And you were told people told you you couldn't do couldn't it. Couldn't be a wrestler. Yeah. And I'm not saying like like my my family did that, but I just remember like in seventh grade they'd say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And so I'd say, oh, "I want to be a wrestler." And the kid next to me would start laughing or something. You know sure. I mean? Yeah. Like it's like stuff like that that would fuel to the fire and. It's like, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. So in order to be a successful wrestler, I have to own my craft. Well, how do I own my craft? I got to go out there and get trained by the best wrestlers in the world. And that's what I've done, been doing the last two and a half years, traveling and you know learning from the absolute best. Uh, so one of the factions that are in wrestling now is the Bullet Club. I mean, you guys may or may not know who they are, but the Good Brothers are actually two of my best friends. But okay. they're, they're two of wrestling's biggest, biggest stars today. And I kind of like, they just kind of bring me along with them and kind of let me, you know, I'm one of their boys now, you know, and we're just best friends. We travel the roads together. We do stupid, silly things together, you know. Uh, but I mean, that's like, is that, that's the key to it, is just really just expanding my network. Like I have, if I want to be a star, I can't just be a star here in Utah. I got to go out there and wrestle everywhere. So 
like for example, in this territory, Colorado is closest to us. Go with the wrestling, the promotions of Colorado. Idaho is close to us. Go to Idaho, Arizona, Vegas, that little, that little bubble. You only could do that so much. You had to get out there and go find new territories. And that's what I did. You know, going to the East coast, everything in the East coast is so close. So it's, it's eight hours from New York from where I am, you know, in Atlanta, it's, six hours from Miami. So hmm. it's like the, yeah, that's the central. but that's like, that's like here, it's six hours to Vegas, eight hours to Denver. So it's kind of a different, but mm-hmm. it broadens your horizon because there's more opportunity out there because there's more promotions. And it's all about, it doesn't matter who it's all about who, you know, but who, you know, and who will avenge for you. Yeah. Well, right. and you can kind of say that with any business thing, mm-hmm. really, right? It's, 100%. It's, 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 it's who you know. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, if someone's like brand new, they want to get into the scene, what's the best way to do so? Come out to a show or what? Yeah. Come out to a show. Come, like, we, like I said, we provide training yeah. uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm out of the Light Tree Studio. And, you know, like I said, the, the training knowledge that these guys are getting is the knowledge from the best in the world, legitimately. Like, I, I can proudly say that. And that's, we built a place here in Utah where someone could truly pursue their dream and really have a shot at pursuing it. As long as they're willing to put in the work, it, it is a possibility. Uh, like I said, I mean, my wife signed to a very lucrative contract. I trained her. She didn't, you know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. Like that wasn't possible three, four years ago. We've built that because of our model and our, our platform of what we've done. Uh, myself, I work for Impact Wrestling. I'm kind of in the phase right now. They, they're still trying to figure out what storyline and whatnot they want to do to me, but I, that's one of wrestling's biggest companies too. You so know what do I mean? you do for impact? Then? So right now I'm a wrestler. So I okay. the latest faction I was with, with them as part of the learning tree, which is Brian Myers, one of Brian Myers' factions. Again, you guys may or may not know these yeah, guys. I mean, but. I'm not a huge, I, I, I mean, I, I enjoy watching yeah. it. I'm not the I'm biggest learning. wrestling yeah. expert yeah. and I'm sure a lot of our listeners aren't either. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, but that's, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Like in, in the wrestling world, these guys are famous to the community of wrestling. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, yeah, like, but that's, that's like why I'm excited to be on a podcast like this because there may be that kid who's maybe me 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, they, they're like, they're, I don't even know where to go. Exactly, I don't know where to yeah. start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then they say, Oh, I heard this podcast. Oh yeah. They have a school here. Hey, let's look this up. Oh yeah. It's just down the street from us. Let's go check it out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. That's the hope of like coming in here and expanding our network. Sure. Uh, because we do a lot of, you know, with devotion, we do a lot of things with Fox. We do a lot of things with Deseret news. We try to build that community based, you know what I mean? Things that the casual viewers would see. And then obviously with the podcast here today, that's the hope behind it. Um, sorry, I had a little sidetracked. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) We were just kind of curious, you know, about, uh, if, if people listening, you know, where to start, where to begin, where to, where to go to, you know, um, and we'll mention at the end, but yeah, I'm assuming you have a website and all of that, that people can go find out more about what you got going on. Yep. Yep. So just, uh, devotion, wrestling.com or devotion, okay. wrestling on Facebook. Facebook's probably the better way just cause like that's everyone's on Facebook yeah. most of the day. So, yeah. uh, Twitter, Instagram, any platform we now your, your wrestling name is Manny Lemons. Is that where, where did that name come from? Manny Lemons. Manny Lemons is the man, the brand, the king of the lemonade stand. Yes, I love that. <laughs> so, uh, zest of the best is my hashtag I use, but okay. basically what my character is, I portray. So like spinach to Popeye, yeah. lemons are to Manny. So I bite the sour, I get the power. And I, once I bite that lemon, it's game over for whoever I'm wrestling. Now, did you think about all of those little, little, you know, <laughs> puns and, and, and wording before you came up with the name or did you come up with the name and then come up with all those fun it, little it Just transitioning. Out? My first ever wrestling gimmick name was Manny Fresh, which 
for whatever reason, my brother had given me that nickname when I was growing up. So I just kind of was like, oh, I'll be Manny Fresh as a wrestler. That'd be cool. I went to my first ever Ring of Honor tryout in 2016. Uh, Ring of Honor, just one of the other major companies uh, in the world. Uh, and the people who were there, Kevin Kelly, who's the voice, who was the voice of Ring of Honor at the time, and Bob Evans, who was a trainer, I was wearing a Manny, I was wearing a Manny Fresh shirt, bright yellow shirt. And they couldn't remember, they remember my name was Manny, but they couldn't remember what the last name was. So they just kept calling me Manny Lemons, like the entire tryout. And like, it didn't ding on me or anything, you know? And then just after the tryout, I got my feedback, got my critiques. They just kind of looked at me. They just said like, why don't you run with that name? And at first I'm like, that's so dumb. <laughs> like, why do I want to be a lemon? You know, like what you think wrestling, you think Steve Austin being, a, being an ass kicker. You think the yeah. rock being the people's champion. Why do I want to be like Manny a tough Le- name? Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? Why do I want to be Manny lemons? And they're like, well, you can, there's a lot of marketing to do with that. And then uh, one of the guys, he got me in contact with one of the graphic designers and he, he kind of created this whole little gimmick for me where it was like a lemon head looking, looking like me as a lemon head. I was like, Oh, that's kind of money. <laughs> that's pretty that's funny. Awesome. So then eventually I went to my first show and did it and the crowd loved it. They just were into it. And I was like, maybe they're right. Maybe, it's all, yeah. maybe there is something, there is something to this. You know what I mean? Cause the fans were getting behind it the minute I walked from the curtain till the end of the match. And and then it just kind of the character just kind of evolved it itself, you know, uh, you know, being in a being in a professional wrestler, you got to have, you know, good quality gear. So I'd always want to make sure that my gear was TV ready. So I got the best gear, you know, went to get the best gear made that I possibly could. Uh, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan, so I, I carry the boas. Yeah, there's not really anyone wrestling doing the boa gimmick thing. Uh right now today, except Hogan. So it's kind of like John Cena. I was a John Cena fan. So I put the hat on, you know what I mean? I kind of took things I liked from other people and made it my own, if that makes sense. And it's just kind of evolved into the character today. It's all about branding. hundred percent. And you definitely have taken that and, and ran with it. And I think a lot of people can learn from that. Yeah. And that's, and that's the biggest thing too, with wrestling. It's like, you want to, you want a job at one of the biggest companies in the world. How can, how can you not sell yourself at an independent level? How do you ever expect someone in the higher level to hire you and pay you to be marketable if you're not even marketable there? You know what I mean? So that's where these little gimmicks, these little tweaks are how you stand out and how you be marketable is just branding yourself. Like you said, any crazy injuries, any like crazy knocking on wood. wood. (laughs) Honestly, a lot of my injuries happened because I was, I was dumb. I was playing football still like and wrestling at the time. Like I've, I stopped playing semi-pro football when I was like in 2018 and that was more when I started devotion. That's why, okay, I got to take wrestling a little bit more serious now, you know? And I mean, I've, I've tore my ACL, my meniscus in the ring. I've probably, I, I pride, knock on wood, I pride myself on being very safe. So I don't do dumb things anymore. Like when I first started, I was falling off ladders. I was taking bob wire chairs. I was falling off thumbtacks. I was bumping on concrete, you know what I mean? Like stuff that, that would really like could end your career potentially, you know, like, but at the time you got to think longevity. Okay. This, your shelf life is only so long. You got to learn. Okay. I don't need to do any of that stuff. If I can get over the crowd and make them believe what I'm doing inside the ring without any of that stuff, you know? So it was as of right now, nothing too serious, but Let's, hope, let's, 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 let's hope we keep it that way, you know? Yeah. But I've been lucky, you know, that's, that, cool. that's very lucky and fortunate to have that, you know, cause there was like, we ran, we had our show two weeks ago and one of our guys went to go pick someone up. His knee popped out. Boom. You just hear a pop. And he just <laughs> collapsed. No kidding. Yep. Wow. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. 
Granted, he was a deal with it. And, yeah. Who who's your all time favorite wrestler? Do you have an all time favorite? All time favorite would be Sting. Okay. Uh, they said I do love I do love Hulk Hogan though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Cena's one of like in the modern day. I'd say John Cena's probably my favorite today. I'd say those are the three. I'm a big Scott Hall guy too. I don't know if you remember Scott Hall. He played the, mm-hmm. he kind of played the Scarface gimmick, had the toothpick and stuff. So hmm. he was always cool to me too. Hmm. But what what events do you guys have coming up soon? So we do have Saturday, May seventh. We got May Day going down at Light Tree Studios. Uh, we also do a rated R show, which is called Bar Fights. Rated R. <laughs> so we do them at Liquid Joe's and. Honestly, the funny thing, I'll let me I'll circle back to this bar fights thing. So bar fights is a uh, it's uh, there's no ring. It's kind of more comedy, more hardcore, beating people with chairs and stuff. Okay, like yeah. Jerry Springer type, kind, kind of, but live comments. So yeah. like, so we have we have microphones. We'd be commentating the matches live. Yeah, you know, kind of, you know, gimmicking them up a bit, trying to make them fun for the you know the, the viewers that are in there. Because let's face it, the people who go to bars aren't really wrestling fans so you have to kind of excite them with these little tweaks but bar fights came about when i was in a show we, me and my wife were doing a show in denver and they had a bar fight thing like we're like oh what we're, we're there and they're gonna pay us to do it might as well go do it well they ended up making it me versus her hmm. <laughs> it was and it's like we just went out there and we just had the time of our life you know we were just beating the crap out of each other with little objects and it was an excuse to get anger out it per se but like the crowd was into it and you're like, man, there's something here. So we did our first one here in, in Utah and just like, you know, we're drawing. It's not, I mean, it's in a bar. So you're drawing 50, 60 people versus the hundred people, but it's more, it's more to the casual viewers that are like, oh, that's pretty fun. That's something to go do on a Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we do those at Liquid Joe's and the next one we got coming up is on uh, May 19th at Liquid Joe's. So I might have to go cool. check that yeah, out. Be cool. those, yeah. ones are, those ones are fun. Like I there's no no do you, stress. Do you get the audience involved at oh, all? Yeah. Like, they like, love it. Yeah, yeah. I have to show you some footages of them just beating the crap out of each other. That's awesome. But I mean, like, safely, of course. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're a pro, you know how to take the stuff. Like, yeah, it's not like we just pick two guys off the street and they're just really bashing each other's heads. And we project the show. We make it making it make sense and whatnot. So. So cool. Awesome. Where do you see this in like five years? Like where, where do you want to see this go? Like your goals? I, I truly think that my, wherever I'm going, I'm going to take it with me. If that makes sense. Like, so like if my ambition and my desires to be like my, in the next five years, I plan to be one of the wrestling's biggest stars. I plan to be a John Cena. Like heck yeah. And I had you, know you know on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? You know? Like that's, that's my, that's my NLB all like, and no one's going to tell me I can't do it because it's like, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't like to sound cocky with that, but like what I've done in the last 10 years, the next 10 years for me are going to look even better, even bigger, you know? So I, I want devotion to be, as of right now, we kind of are a developmental company for these bigger companies, you know, a feeding tube. So, okay, we need new talent. Let's go look at DCW in Utah. Let's pick some of their guys and sign some of their guys, give them guys jobs. And, you know, we, we used, we did the local TV deal thing and it wasn't really like, I don't know if you know, if you ever had to get local TV, but you have to pay for a lot of money for it, you know? And it wasn't. So you, you were on like local we Utah? On C, yeah, okay. We were on CW30. But they made you pay. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal is to make them pay us. Well, that's <laughs> how it should be though. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And that's. I mean, but even then, like AEW is on TNT, you know, Tony Khan pays a million dollars a week, but he makes his money back for sponsors, commercials, all that hip law, you know what I mean? So, I mean, the goal is to, 
I think the goal is just to be one of the biggest wrestling companies in the entire country. Or do your own like YouTube channel, or maybe you yeah. already have. You yeah, know. we got our own. We got our own YouTube. We're on a. We're on Fight TV too. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, so we we run episodes every Thursday on Fight, and then when we do these live shows, that's what we're recording for is for Fight TV. So when the fans come, they're getting a real life TV experience here in Utah. So that's one of the cool things. Because it, there was nothing like that before, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now you have live television wrestling here in the state of Utah. Now, were you born and raised here in Utah? Is this where you where you grew up and all that? Yes, sir. Went to Kearns High School. So yeah. yeah. So this is your this is your old stomping grounds. I mean, do you ever run into old like high school friends and they're like, "Holy shit, you're a wrestler now!" Well, I did FitCon two days ago, or whenever FitCon. Oh, FitCon, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, were, we were there. They we had our ring set up. We were doing live shows there. That's why I actually caught a little. There was a little snippet. Yeah, little, I I watched a few little snippets before this podcast. I, I saw it on there from FitCon. Yeah, so we were just uh, like. The thing with FitCon, the whole plan was like, you're not, these guys make, they kind of laugh at wrestling because they say it's the pretend, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to bring the action to them. So my, my understanding of what I did is I would just take my opponent out to the hallway, you know, wherever the booths are and just start beating the crap out of them, you know, start wrestling in the hallway. And then you would attract that attention because everyone's like, oh, these guys, I know it's fake, but they're really, they're really beating each other up right now. You know what I mean? Like that, this is interesting. You know, everyone's pulling out their phones and that stuff. So you, you would, you would attract that casual viewer by doing that. But uh, to circle back by doing that, I've seen like 10 high school of my old high school friends in the hallways and they're like, that's Manny. Holy hell, that's Manny. <laughs> Look at him. And you know, they record him. So like when my match was done, I had to, you know, go say hi to him, obviously. But it was yeah. like, it's like a high school reunion over there, man. That's <laughs> it was pretty awesome. cool. But yeah, I run it. You run into people every now and then we do. I do. Uh, Marcos and Auto is one of our bigger sponsors. And what we do is uh, we do their Smackdown uh, ads. I don't know if you've seen it on Fox 13, but we I, do. Yeah, we do. Well, and like Nick Marcosian will be like the champion of the wrestling company and we're the villains. We're the car salesman villains. So I'll have to show you the link, but yeah. we would, we record, we would record us trying to take him out and he becomes the champion of it all. But we, those play all on Fox 13. They play on ABC. So we're getting, and people will sit like people in high school will text me. Hey, I seen you on TV. I seen you on the commercial. I seen you on this, seen you on that. It's like, you know, it's a cool feeling of course, but like, yeah, you run into everyone. Yeah. Dude, that is so cool. So cool. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a, we have a few Salt Lake City related questions. We yeah. ask everybody that comes through here, Manny. So, of course, we got to ask you. <laughs> but uh, family and friends visit us from time to time. They come to town. Maybe people even in the wrestling community come to Salt Lake and they're like, what do you do here, man? Like, well, take, take me on a tour. Show me around. Is there one or two places you like to take people to? Like, and I mean, I've had people, you know, uh, and when I say anywhere, you know, Park City, Ogden, even the Great Salt Lake, the Mormon Temple, I don't know, the library. I don't know. Is there, where, where do you like to show off? Yeah. So, I mean, the, uh, the big one was, it's always the jazz. Like whenever okay. I bring someone yeah. in there, a jazz like, game or something like, like, Hey, I'll come, I'll come wrestle this show, but you got to take me to a jazz game. So Tommy dreamer was one of the, one of the bigger names in wrestling. I brought him in in February and that was one of the deals. He's like, you got to take me to the jazz game. Then you got to take me to see the great Salt Lake. I was like, okay, there you go. Like, every awesome. time it's always that other than like bars and stuff. Like my buddies are like finest good bars or, you know, like stuff like that. But Salt Lake or jazz game. Very cool. In favorite local eating spots, one or two favorite local eating spots that you like to go to or support. So I'm real big on the Zao Cafe. Okay. Oh, I love Zao. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Been, yeah. that's been my go-to just because it's, you know, I, love, I go for the steak tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Street tacos are fire. Uh, and I, my good friend actually is the the guy that came up with him, Mark Benson. He makes uh, backpacks now. He's, it's an interesting story. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. He, he did 
the complete menu of Zao Cafe and then really? left that industry to create backpacks. Oh, really? Wow. Kind of a, That's pretty a cool. fun story there. But even like, so like going back to Atlanta, there's yeah. no, there's no good like Mexican food. So like Utah has really fire Mexican food. Really? It's just like traveling everywhere. It's the best. So like La Frontera, La Puente, La Luna, those places, hundred percent best well, Mexican. Especially over in Kern's area yep. over there in, in West Valley. I mean, there's so many good little mom and pop places over there. Dude, it was so hard when I got here. Like, I think I had three smothered burritos like every day for like the first five days I was here. Cause my parents know I love it. That was my favorite food, you know, yeah. but it's not, there's not food like that in Atlanta. It's weird. It's very seafood-ish. You know what I mean? And like. It's just a different, different culture, but yeah, yeah. I still never have been to Atlanta. You know, I've traveled a lot of places, but never that Southeastern area like Atlanta. I wouldn't live there if it wasn't for wrestling. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of it. I, Utah is a great place to live, but back, I know you were talking about the beginning, but that's kind of where the main hub is in in Atlanta. Just close to everything. Just close to everything. Like, like it's like, so like impact, like I'm going back and next Tuesday and we got a show and. Tennessee, we got a show in Cincinnati. So it's like, it's easier to just get in a car and drive. Cause it's like two, three hours sure. from each show and everything's just so close Yeah. and versus, you know, okay, I got to fly there. Well, that's a five hour flight plus your two, three hours at the airport. You know what I mean? Right. Or whatever it may be. Uh, Atlanta airports suck too. Like it's, it's the worst. <laughs> what would you change about Salt Lake city? If you could change anything about the area? I don't, yeah, the snow, <laughs> the snow, they, they, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, not that like, I, I, I like the snow, but I just like, it was like April it was snowing the other day. <laughs> and you're just like only in Utah. Like legitimately, I pulled up my Instagram story. I said, only in Utah would it be snowing in April. But like, it's funny. Cause like I've grown accustomed to it that it snowed one time in Atlanta and the roads are just dead. Oh, no one knows how to shuts down. No, the whole city <laughs> shuts down if it snows in Atlanta because no one knows how to drive in it and they're not equipped to it. Cause you know, we got plows and stuff and they're just, nobody knows how to drive in it. No here, one knows either. either. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the problem. They just go out too. Still. <laughs> yeah. They, but like everyone's scared, terrified. Like, so Atlanta has the worst traffic Monday morning. It'll be snowing. There's no one on the freeway. You're like, sweet. I got to get on the road. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. It's weird. It's weird. Like, yeah. I, like you, you, you'd have to experience it for yourself, but it's like so different. How can listeners connect with you? Like, what's the best ways to do that? So for me personally, it would just be at Manny Lemons. Manny Lemons on Facebook, Manny Lemons on Twitter, Manny Lemons on Instagram. Uh, for Devotion Championship Wrestling, same thing at Devotion Championship Wrestling, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, being in, a, being in the wrestling business, a lot of our market is on Facebook. So we're always on our phones, unfortunately. But that's how we get a lot of our business. And I'm sure you can relate to it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. It's just the way the media, social media has changed the way we've done things. And that's just the way we're going well, to continue to do it. It's free. You might as well utilize it. It's, it's amazing how many people, how many businesses do not use it. It's right. Weird, yeah. It's like, what? It's like, I, did, I had a talk in our, the Light Tree Studios. Like, it's a good looking, like, like on camera looks great. And it's like, why don't you have, like, why are you marketing? Like, they just barely created an Instagram page because of us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. You have to adjust to the times. Yeah. And then with, with reels and yep. Insta stories and like TikTok, I have no idea how the heck to work TikTok. My son is, can tell you everything about TikTok, <laughs> but like I have to have TikTok just to have a presence on that social media. So no one else, you know, takes it or whatever. Well, and it's again, it's free. Yeah. TikTok's one still I need to yeah, get on here. more. Yeah. I have an account, but I just don't use it. I barely, I've barely started vlogging for YouTube. Like I, that was a big thing, you know? that that's a lot of things that like the bigger companies of wrestling look at like, okay, are you active on everything? How is your following on everything? So not just Facebook, not just 
Twitter, not just Instagram. Uh, so that's kind of why I had to quit being a dinosaur and learn how to do it. So, <laughs> well, they figure you'll bring an audience out pretty right? much, you yeah. know, cause I know that's that way in the comedy scene too, yep. you know, it's like, well, how many followers do you have? Can you pull an audience here? You know, wise guys or, yeah. or whatnot. But, uh, dude, I've had a great time chatting yeah, with no, you today. Yeah, and, and finding yeah. out. I mean, anything you want to add, anything you want to, talk about anything you want to promote why why we're still recording before we wrap this up i mean i know we kind of just skimmed the surface sure yeah i mean you can find a lot more about us like i said on social media devotion chips wrestling facebook twitter instagram uh, manny lemons facebook twitter instagram we got a big show coming up may day uh may 7th we also have a uh eric young who's the impact wrestling superstar coming in on june 4th okay so that'll be one of our big one of our big quarter shows for the year uh, for you wrestling fans out there, he's a former NXT champion. He's a current Impact World Tag Champion. So you know, come meet your favorite star. And if you're listening to this years down the road, then look up all these links that he mentioned and and see what they're up to uh, currently. Because who knows? Maybe in a couple of years, it'll even be bigger. That's right. Than it go. is now. So anyway, thank you so much, Manny. You know, let's catch up down the road. See what See what you got going on. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Many thanks again to Manny Smith for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Yeah, it was fun to chat with him. What a fun conversation. And I seriously need to go to one of these wrestling matches oh, that seriously? he was talking what about. What do you say? May 7th? May 7th. And then I know there's one in June. Yeah, I'm just going to follow the Facebook page. And, yeah. and when anything pops up here, I'm going to go check it out. I think it would be cool to have a cool wrestling community here in Salt Lake City. Oh, for sure. Something different. Yeah. Maybe Definitely. we'll get more people here in Salt Lake because yeah, just what we need is more people moving here. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> How can people get a hold of you, TJ, if they have, if they have uh, yeah. any questions or want to reach out to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you guys, especially if you guys are thinking about, you know, getting a new mortgage or moving or anything mortgage or real estate finance related, give me a call, shoot me a text, 801-694-1733. Uh, follow me on Instagram at TJ Mortgage or, uh, you know, you can always shoot me an email too at TJ at myccmortgage.com. I got a question for you, TJ. Yeah, if, if somebody wants to purchase a house, yeah. do they need amazing credit? No, you don't have to have perfect, flawless credit in order to buy a house. In fact, you can actually get a loan with as little as a 580 credit score. So Ooh, honestly, see, that sounds right up my alley. For sure. So if you guys are thinking about real estate, contact Chris or, or myself and uh, let's get started. Absolutely. You can reach out to me, 801-244-2908. I'd love to help you find your dream home or maybe you're just your next home, right? Yeah. Maybe you're in a home and you want a, a home office and you don't yeah. have that yet, let me help you find it. Maybe you want to move to Utah County. Maybe you want to move away from Utah County. I don't know. You yeah, know, give you me go. a call, shoot me a, an email, get in touch with TJ or myself and, and we'd love to help you out. Awesome. And then I am saltlake.com is, is the uh, website for all the previous episodes of the podcast. So head on over there, check it out. TJ and I were here every week with a brand new episode where we uh, showcase somebody or something in uh, Salt Lake City. So you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week. Awesome. See you later.